This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. So the latest in tech, sensible and perhaps not quite so sensible. What are we starting with? Well, we're heading off into outer space, or at least we're starting by standing on solid Earth and looking at outer space, perhaps okay. inner space. For, for those of us got for going up in rockets or balloons, as we discussed last week. Exactly. Um, but that you may have purchased a Samsung Galaxy S21, which is their uh, top-of-the-range phone, which has a 25 times zoom built into it. Hmm. And incorporated in that is its own moon detection system. So you can take startlingly good photographs of the moon with your telephone, which is frankly something you couldn't do long ago. Oh, I see. Well, they say moon detection system, and I can detect the moon. Ah, well, it's that that's big shiny thing. thing up in the sky at night. It incorporates a zoom optimizer, hmm. um, a scene optimizer, sorry. And the way it works is that you can take your picture of the moon and what you get is a picture that's actually vastly better than you expected a smartphone to be able to take. And that's because the smartphone hasn't taken it. When it detects the moon, yes. it goes and finds another picture of the moon from a similar angle and gives you that instead. Isn't that cheating? Well, it is cheating. Of course it's cheating. But it gives you the impression that you've done it. That was, I think I've seen an advert for this phone in which an astronomer does beg to have a picture from somebody who's just got a galaxy phone so yes. that would presumably be why though exactly they why. could just have gone online to find the picture themselves of course they could but it wouldn't have been the picture that they took themselves i mean if you're mm. photographing you know your house with the moon just poking out behind a chimney for example yes. then you can have a, a nice high-res picture of the moon poking out from behind the chimney rather than just oh so it will do that and it will do it waxing and waning it won't only just do full moons well that's very clever. i believe so yes yes it's quite clever isn't it but you're not yes. going to get a Samsung Galaxy, whatever it was, just in order to try it. I'm not going to get one uh, just no. in order to try it, no. no. And if you do get the chance to visit the moon, you may be surprised to find a nuclear reactor there. And you may be even more surprised to mm. find that the nuclear reactor has been built by Rolls-Royce, of all people. Right. This is the plan. Rolls-Royce are partnering with the universities of Oxford, Bangor, Brighton and Sheffield to design and, in uh, roughly six years' time, plant a nuclear reactor on the moon. They have been funded by the United Kingdom Space Agency to the tune of £2.9 million. Well, hang on which, a second. Even before inflation, £2.9 million didn't get you very much in the space race. No, indeed. It does sound like a rather <laughs> cheap <laughs> deal to me. Right. Given yes. that Microsoft spent you know, £20 billion on ChatGPT, uh, just a, a fraction under, under uh, <laughs> yes. three million to put a nuclear reactor okay. on the moon does well, seem to be. I admire scientific ambition, but what's it going to power, given that there's nobody else there at the moment? Ah, well, good question. It will power a lunar station because that's something that people are, you know, 
very keen on, on promoting yes, these yes, days. Yes. They think that the lunar station may well come in, <laughs> or it could uh, power building houses, possibly even building houses on Mars. Now, you may remember uh, a few years ago, we mentioned Astrocrete. Astrocrete being the company who had, way, had a way of building bricks on Mars out of a combination of Martian dirt mixed with blood and urine. Oh, oh yes, I vaguely remember that. Yes. <clears throat> yes. yes. Well, they figured out there's a bit of a problem with, uh, with that approach. There is no shortage of urine, but expecting astronauts to give daily doses of blood is yes. going to be a little bit tricky. Oh, well, that's quite intriguing. Didn't we not point that out as being a problem at the time? We did in point that as being yes. a problem, and they realised. Yes. But maybe they listened to this show and thought, oh, well, they do. Those chaps that share radio, they've got a point." So they've now ditched their astrocrete in favour of starcrete. <laughs> starcrete <laughs> being a new you way love of to be in their groups. meetings. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Galaxy crete is yet to come. Cosmos crete, that you know, the yeah, endless. Yeah, 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 yes. Starcrete will be made of dust, salt, and potato starch right. dried potatoes bags of crisps in other words they're going to send bags of crisps up to mars does it matter which flavor do you think well if it was <laughs> ready salted they wouldn't need to bring the salt well that's true i, I would listening to that people. either that'll be yeah. that'll be the next the next iteration the cretes yes so apparently 25 kilograms of crisps is enough to build 213 bricks since the average house uses about seven and a half thousand bricks, you would need an awful lot of crisps in order to to make that work. Yes, and think of the bulk. I mean, I know they say contents may settle in transit, but I don't know what, <laughs> how much they would settle on on route yes, to Mars. Yes, well, perhaps they can piggyback um, when uh, that Rolls Royce reactor is sent up. Perhaps oh, they perhaps can them. use it as perhaps they can mm. use it as sort of packing instead of using those annoying yes, sort of, of course, uh, you know, nodules that fall fall out as polystyrene things. They can use crisps as packing. Brilliant! It won't Brilliant. matter if they get crunched. That'll probably just make the process easier. It'll make it much easier. Yeah. We should absolutely do that. We'll get in touch with Rolls Royce straight away, and <laughs> and they could also take several sack loads of potatoes and then they can grow their own crisps yes. while they're up there. And any astronauts who then get peckish. They could well. They'd be eating their future bricks, though, wouldn't they? Oh, that's true. Yes, eating bricks and something else bricks, but I'm not allowed to say. Yes, okay, exactly. <laughs> yes, and while they are, so while the astronauts are um, planting and tending their potatoes and laying <laughs> yes. their first 113 <laughs> bricks, yes, what are they going to wear? Well, they could wear the new NASA spacesuit, which has just been unveiled. Mm -hmm. The NASA spacesuit they call the Axiom Extravehicular Mobility Unit, which is abbreviated to AXMU, A lowercase capital E M U. AXMU. Emu is quite emu is quite useful, but the X bit. Emu. It sounds like yeah. it sounds like you want to sort of you know kill off Rodhull's favourite friend. It does. It does. Yes. Could you awesome. imagine? Astronaut saying to me, past the Axamu, I'm going for a walk. I don't think so. Or past the Emu, I'm going for a walk. That could cause some confusion. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, so they unveiled it, a great fanfare, and people were surprised by the fact that it's black. Because, of course, spacesuits have to be white in order to reflect the rays of the sun rather than absorb yeah. them, which is what they And be seen if your tether 
comes loose. If it's black, we've seen it, exactly. We've all seen useful. films of yes. astronauts spinning off into space. Yes. yes, yes. If they're black, he wouldn't be able to see where they were. Yeah. Yes. Well, apparently, the suit itself isn't black, but they made a black cover for it to conceal their proprietary design. And it makes you think, who is going to look at that and think, I could make one of those and start making rival <laughs> spacesuits? <laughs> yes, yes. It's not something you just knock up in a, a tailor's shop in the East End, really, is it? It is not very, not very likely, is it? No, no, no. Mind, uh, the UK Space Agency might be looking for a cheaper option if they ever actually get to send anybody up. Oh, yes. What next? Yeah. What next? Well, uh, let us go to uh, back to Earth, I think, to City Mapper. City Mapper, our favourite transport app, <clears throat> which started in London about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what's really good about City Mapper is it'll show you how to get from anywhere in London to sort of anywhere else in London mm-hmm. by bus, by train, by underground. Uh, and more recently by taxi, by Uber, by scooter, by Boris bike, or the Santander cycles, as I suppose mm. we have to call them now. Sadiq cycles. Sadiq cycles. Yep. And <clears throat> and the um, it is now expanded in the 10 years since it was founded by one Azmat Yusuf. It expanded now to take in 100 cities and 50 million users which is pretty impressive. Mm. So the question is, is, how does it make its money? Well, the trouble is it doesn't. It's losing £7 million a year because even though they've added ride-hailing and and e-bikes to it and did briefly deal uh, their their own transport bus, their own... um, Oh, I remember you talking about that, yes. Yes. It's not enough. So it's now being taken over by a vast conglomerate called Via Transportation, possibly Via Transportation, if you're American, which I imagine they are, which is expanding the whole thing to help transport networks improve their public transport planning. I don't quite know what they mean by that, but they reckon they're going to claw back something. Sounds good. It does sound good, doesn't it? I mean, we like City Matter. Well, well, I used to. I confess now I find just using Google Maps and asking the same information seems to work rather better. Oh, really? Yeah. I suspect oh, no. partly because it's that you can then easily link. If you're going to a place, it's easy then to to um, find out things that are close, like cafes and things like that. Which oh, is I think City Mapper do. will, will do things that Google Maps doesn't do. For example, if oh. you're going somewhere by tube... Mm-hmm. It will tell you which carriage to get on so that you're closest to the exit when you arrive. Uh, that is true. I don't think Google Maps does that. But I'm fine. I'm, I'm finding Google Maps is more reliable. On if you're going somewhere by are. bus, it will not only tell you when the next bus is coming, but it will show you on the map where the next bus is at that moment. Mm-hmm. So you can see it yes. coming up the road. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try time. it again. But I can just the last couple of times I've tried it. I've not been as hmm. impressed as with Google Maps. But anyway, there are these ones got choice, which is absolutely fantastic. And talking of choices, I now choose to take a short break. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. You're listening to Gadget and Gizmos on Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose. He's Steve Kaplan. What next? Well, it cannot have escaped your notice that artificial intelligence has become a big thing this year. It has. I still, it has. I still haven't actually tried any of them, except an app oh. you mentioned to be called Poe. Oh. Um, 
but yes, I, I don't know why. I think I'm well, nervous if, of uh, it all. Yes, you have good a good reason to be nervous, but there have been a huge number of updates in the last mm. couple of weeks. Specifically, we talked uh, a little while ago uh, in this show about how Microsoft has spent $20 billion developing mm. ChatGPT. Yes. Stanford University have just launched Alpaca 7B, which is their version of it. Right. Which uses just 52,000 instructions to build its large language model. And it can run locally on your computer. It is, they say, very nearly as good as ChatGPT, because it costs just $600 to, uh, to train, which is an awful lot less than the $20 billion that Microsoft has spent. Yes, yes. It takes three hours to train, and it runs on, uses much less power, so you can actually run it on your computer at home, which is quite impressive, isn't it? It is. This may well be an area where being first isn't necessarily a massive advantage. You're spending quite all possibly. the money, and then everybody copies you for next to nothing. Meanwhile, uh, Google, with uh, their version of uh, ChatGPT, Bard, are building it into Gmail and Google Docs so it can draft emails for you. It can intelligently search your files. Mm -hmm. And they're doing that now. Microsoft is building uh, ChatGPT4, which is already put into the Bing search engine, into all of their apps. So you'll be able to do things like Oh, you know, say, remind me about that uh, meeting we were in mm. last Thursday. And it will go to look at the meeting. It will read the notes and it'll summarize it for you to tell you what happened and who said what of interest. Gosh, well, if so, one has to do meetings, I suppose that's probably quite useful. Yes. Gosh. Yes. Oh, impressive. So it I'm is not sure going to if, be... if something is going to draft an email for me, I'd like to read it before I press the word send. And if I've got to read it, I may as well just write it. I'd have thought. Um, yes, I suppose. I suppose so. But, um, you know, it, it is not to be sneezed at. And it's certainly worth looking at what it can do for you mm, these days. Okay. And what and it can do for you is quite mm. extraordinary. Okay. I'll give you an example. Uh, if you say to it, as uh, they did on, the, on their demo, um, explain the plot of Cinderella in a sentence where each word has to begin with the next letter of the alphabet from A to Z without repeating any letters. Now, Grief. I think that might take you some time to do Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Well, in, in mere seconds, ChatGPT came back with, a beautiful Cinderella dwelling eagerly finally gains happiness. Inspiring jealous kin, love magically nurtures opulent prince quietly rescues, slipper triumphs, uniting very wondrous, wondrously, zenial youth, youth zealously. Now, the word zenial with an X is uh, perhaps a bit of a... <laughs> yes, yes, but still, it's quite but impressive. It's not bad, is it? No, that is very impressive. Or I can't think how that would be useful, but it does impress me. It, it, well, it could be. Here's, here's a, a more likely example. So this is, again, from their demo. So you tell it, Andrew is free from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., Joanne is free from noon to 2 p.m., and then 3.30 p.m. to 5 p.m. Hannah is available at noon for half an hour and then 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Oh, what are some like those awful puzzles for... in school. It is. Yes. What are some options for start times for a 30-minute meeting for Andrew, Hannah, and Joanne? And then it comes back to uh, 12 p.m. to 12.30 for the optimum start time. Oh, okay. I mean, That's it's fascinating. It is 
very, very, very. No, as you pointed out last week, these GPT engines seem to be making things up. Well, getting things hallucinating wrong. is what they call yes, it. Yes, hallucinating. Yes. So so far, we've been talking almost entirely about uh, text-based uh, AI, but of course, visual AI is. Uh, making huge leaps. Um, Midjourney is the the latest wonderkind in this area, and it's uh, on the Discord channel, which mm. creates st- astonishingly realistic AI photographs. So you can say to it, um, "Show me a mother and her child making porridge mm. while the sun sets outside their farmhouse," and it will give you. Four different versions of that to choose from, all looking exactly like beautifully lit photographs. Then you can sort of thing uh, you used to do in in Photoshop. I mean, you made your name for doing things like that in Photoshop. Is it sort of supplanting all that? If I were a an illustrator, or frankly, even a photographer starting Mm. out today, I would be seriously worried about this because it publications can now get in seconds and virtually for free Hmm. what they would normally pay hundreds of dollars, hundreds of pounds to a photographer or an illustrator to create. And the way that uh, that mid-journey works is it'll give you a selection to choose from. You choose the one that most closely fits what you had in mind, and then it'll give you four variations on that. Hmm. And so you can keep on drilling down until it gives you exactly what you wanted and it is astonishingly good and not to be outdone Mm. adobe maker of photoshop among other apps have developed their app called firefly which will do a similar kind of thing it will generate realistic or hand-drawn style images based on your text prompts and i have tried it and it is startling how good it is in both these cases, it is it is really astonishing. You, you've talked in the past about how difficult it is to tell whether images are real or fake. This presumably is just going to add to that problem. Yes, it's going to add uh, very much to that problem, and it's going to put a lot of illustrators and and mm. uh, and artists out of work. And I think it's uh it's it's tragic. But once the once Pandora's box has been opened, we can't then stuff all these goodies back into it. Hmm. I was going to do genie and bottle, but that, that works just as just as well. I'm quite or, intrigued, though. You've mentioned Microsoft. You've mentioned um, uh, Google. Where is Apple in all? You know, you and I like Apple. We use Apple products. Hmm. Are, are they in this race? Well, not that they've announced, and not that there are any rumours of so far. But clearly, they are working on their on their own version of it, hmm. and it remains to be seen what they announce. I imagine if they do bring it in, then it will be produced as an adjunct to Siri. It is their their voice yes. answering uh, app that will enable it to give better information. Mm. So at the moment, if you say to Apple on Siri, hey, Siri, tell me about whatever, it will then give you a list of web pages you can visit. Yes, I tend, to, I tend to use Hey Siri only in the car and being given a web page when you're driving is not very useful. It will refuse to give you a web page when you're driving. I think it'll say, hey, I won't give you that, you're driving. (laughs) Whereas Amazon Alexa, of course, if you ask it the same question, will actually give you a considered answer. Now, presumably, Amazon themselves are looking at large language models Mm. in order to expand on what Alexa is able to tell you. But certainly, the access to information, despite 
much of it, some of it being hallucinatory, yes, uh, is is going to be a very big thing. So if you are a struggling artist and you're worried about all of these people stealing your work, how do you prevent them? Well, the answer so far could be an outfit called Glaze, which uses style transfer to perturb your images. So it puts in peculiar patterns of pixels into your images, which you can't see, but which AI bots can see, so that it makes it look like Van Gogh or Rembrandt or someone, so that it doesn't look like your style. Of course, it won't be long before the AI finds a way around that. But at the moment, that is pretty much the only way of, of protecting your work. And it is very concerning. Hmm. Intriguing. Now, all of this is moderately sensible so far. There's nothing silly. Let me... Well, do you want something silly or do you want something Well, well I, I don't know, but um, I'm just... Let me give you something silly, first yes, of all. Yes, I'd like something. Yes, please. So, where do you keep your chickens? In the oven. In the oven. Absolutely best place for them. If you had multiple chickens, you might have a hen coop mm. in your in your garden. You know hen coops. Uh, we had a neighbour who did, but the foxes got to them and they gave up. Well, that is the problem. That is well, certainly one of the problems. But they look pretty because they're made of wood and they have posts with chicken mm. wire wrapped around them so the yes, chickens have yes, a bit yes. of a run. There is a new hen coop in town. It's called The Coop <laughs> and it's made by a Texas company and it's made out of recycled plastic with the door that opens at sunrise and closes at sunset. And there are also two cameras, one inside and one outside. They both are, have night vision capability. And if you see a fox or other predator appearing, it will alert you. And then you can open or close the door. You can also press a panic button, which turns on lights and plays the sound of a dog barking. Wait, wait you turn it on or the chickens do? Yeah, <laughs> you turn it on. I don't oh, think the I chickens see. have okay. access right. to the panic button. They should. Of course they should. Well, I also slightly worry if the door closes at sunset and the chickens are a bit slow off the mark, they get locked out. Well, that's why it enables you to see what's going on. Oh, so I see. you can okay. then open the door again, let, let, the, let the chickens in. Um, it is on pre-order for a fraction under $2,000. Will be $2,500 when it's actually making the thing. Good Plus grief. How many chickens is dollar, Only six. Only hold six chickens. That's a Plus lot a of money to look after monthly six membership. Yes. And it looks like a prison. It is absolutely hideous. It's a <laughs> grey corrugated plastic with a an, an iron fence around it. Well, it looks like an iron fence. It might be a plastic fence. And it really, it looks absolutely ghastly. So I'm not going to be getting one anytime soon, not least because I don't have any chickens. Can we finish with something actually quite useful? Yes, why not? Why not? Okay. It's been a, it's been a while. It, it had wireless <laughs> doorbells. Now, wireless doorbells are great you glue on or use a sticky pads or screw it onto the outside of your house hmm. you plug the receiver into a socket inside your house and when someone presses the button outside your receiver rings um all with no wires going between the two. hence the name wireless i, I suppose mm -hmm. that kind of, kind of makes sense but you have to remember to change the battery in the button that's outside right and if you don't then Mr. Amazon could be leaning on your doorbell and getting no response. Hmm. So what do you do then? Well, you could do worse than heading off to Lidl, of all places, because in the middle of Lidl, at the moment, they are selling a wireless doorbell which has no battery. 
It is kinetic. As Ooh. you press the button, it generates enough power to signal to the doorbell that is plugged in inside, which will either ring or flash or both. Isn't that clever? It is clever. I'm now worried about my wireless doorbell. It's still working, but I don't actually think I know how to take it off in order to change the battery when it doesn't anymore. Of course, the problem with Lidl is by the time I get there, which will probably be the day after we record this, when I tend to go to Lidl, the objects in the centre aisle will have changed again. They may have done. £9.99 it is at the moment, which is not oh. a huge amount. Yes. And, uh, and worth a look, wouldn't you say? Yes. I would say that's definitely... I think I would get one of those CCTV things as well that activates when your doorbell rings. Everybody around here seems to have them now. Yes, yes, I don't like the idea of those. No, I mean, I suppose like you've gone away on a holiday and you get an alert on your phone and you see someone breaking into your house. What do you do? It ruins your holiday. You just sit there panicking. Well, true. well I might ask a neighbour to go and have a look. You've got to phone the neighbour and say, there's a burglar yes. breaking into my house. Can you go and beat them off? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. That's what neighbours are for. Right, but that sadly is it from Gadget Gizmos. So as everybody heads to Little to get their wireless doorbell, um, we will say goodbye for Gadget and Gizmos. For this week, Steve Kaplan and Simon Ritz, though, will be back with more Gadget and Gizmos at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.